Look at that plate. Business does it have just sitting there? What's it do? Had crumpets on it. That's what it's doing. Kids, how are you doing today? Uh, today we're going to talk about chocolate, which is, you know, not a huge topic, you would think. You'd think that's a fairly straightforward um, topic to, to kind of tackle. You may wonder why I'm talking about it. You may think uh, I'm going to talk about ethical brands. I mean, you'd be right, because this is probably the first time as well that um, I'm going to be discussing a singular brand specifically as the main point of context for the entire podcast. Like, usually I just have a throwaway line. I have a line which I say, and I go, okay, see where we can be led by that. But this is this is pop culture, well, not pop culture, current event-based feedback, which is going on here, which you're, you're experiencing through your, your ear ducts, holes in your head. If you see a cut there, it's just because I had a coughing fit just after I started recording this podcast. Anyway... Back to my point at hand. Yeah, this, this is the first time I've really done that. I was going to record this podcast later, but the further we get away from Christmas, the less relevant it becomes. So I feel like I have to record it now and discuss it now as we go in. And I'm not about to dive into anything, you know, major either. That's just just a just a point of context, just a po- policy in my head where I'm like, oh, well, this needs to be discussed. So over the Christmas period, if you didn't know, there was a furor, a furor, a furor, a furor, not a furor. A furor, I'm going to Google it, furor, meaning an outbreak of public anger or excitement. Yes, there was a furor in the UK um, about a advent calendar. Now, if you don't know, advent calendars are basically pieces of cardboard, and they have little windows on them. I don't know why I'm explaining them. I figure most of you know what they are, but I'm going to explain. And they have little windows, and the windows mark the lead-up to the Christmas Day event. And you open them all up, and you know they have little. Usually, have little gifts behind them. Usually, in the form of chocolate. Traditionally, back in the day, it would either be like a little picture, which would be Christmas related, or uh, you know you got fancier ones. There's all kinds of them, but one one specific advent calendar got into a bit of a tiz over Christmas, and it was the Tony's chocolate calendar. Now. I do need feel like I need to explain who Tony's Chocolate are. So, if you don't know, Tony's Chocolate are a chocolate brand in, I think they're UK-based, I can't quite remember. Tony's Chocolate. We're doing a lot of Googling today, I want to get my facts straight. Tony's Chocolate. Uh, oh, no, they're Dutch. So Tony's Chocolate are Dutch. But, essentially, they produce an advent calendar, which is meant to have chocolate around my hand every single day. And one of the calendar days didn't have chocolate. And it caused outrage, as it would, you know. People have been deprived of chocolate. But it caused outrage across the nation for a lot of people. It caused a lot of upset kids because they, they opened the door every day expecting a little sweet treat. And then they opened one door and they're like, oh, there's no chocolate here. There's no, you know, no things. And you may be thinking to yourself, if you didn't read the story already, uh, this was a manufacturing error. That this would be a problem. And that this is something which they, you know, should be addressed in some way, shape or form. And you would be wrong. Because Tony's chocolates are different to other chocolates companies. Tony's chocolates are what, what I, I deem as an ethical brand. You know that that is their main selling point. That is their main gimmick. They also make delicious chocolates, and we will get onto that point 
later on. But they market themselves as an ethical brand, 100% an ethical brand, which means you also pay three times the price for a chocolate bar when you buy, buy, buy Tony's chocolate. But one thing they do with their products is they put a message into their products. You know how most ethical brands do. They get a brand and you say, oh, hey, you know, you bought this. Congratulations. You've saved the trees. You've saved the fish. Fish, fish are good now. They're, you know, they're happier. They've got little settees under the water and all these kinds of things. But that's what they did. So when they did their advent calendar, they decided that the idea would be that they would leave a gap. They would leave a gap in the calendar. And the gap in the calendar was to essentially send a message through their product out into the world to say, hey, the chocolate industry isn't ethical. It is basically the most one of the most unethical confectionery items out there. And this is because farmers don't get paid enough, growers don't get paid enough, manufacturers don't get paid enough. Also, chocolate companies can make larger and larger money. And this is why they left the gap in the door. This is why they, they messed with the tradition, which is <laughs> the advent calendar. Now, obviously... That's a, it's an interesting thing to do. It's an interesting thing to do with a company. Now, their chocolate bar is also no different. If you buy an off, uh, Tony's chocolate, chocolate bar, chocolate only, brick, and you open it up and you think, oh, I'm going to have myself a nice piece of chocolate, it is unequally divided. And they do this purposely. There's also a link I will put in the description for that advert explaining themselves. But they, they, they divide it unequally. So rather than having like, you know, 12, whatever, 18 cubes, perfectly sized cubes, for the chocolate bar. It is divided in randoms for a design. And again, you open up, you read the inside of the label, and the inside of the label tells you that the there is an unequal, uh, what is the word, resource alignment, I guess. The, there is there's an imbalance in the chocolate world. And that they are dividing their chocolate bar like this, so you get the message, essentially, right? So you understand that that is the problem with the world. And they say that they're going to keep their bar like that until the entire industry has been reformed. Now, let's, uh, let's track back a bit, because that's the context. That's the context of this whole piece, right? We're talking about Tony's Chocolate and Chocolate Now, from an artistic point of view, this makes a lot of sense, right? This makes a lot of sense. And it's something even I do with my own products. Not to that scale, because obviously, you know, I'm not a massive chocolate manufacturer. But when you create a product, you're thinking to yourself, well, how am I going to send this message? How am I going to send this message out to the world? I have this idea, and I want to, I want to push this into the world. And I say, hey, you know, I'm going to, like my t-shirts. So my t-shirts, I moved over to basically organic t-shirts compared to just standard cotton t-shirts. Because the brand I choose when I print tees is an it's an ethical brand. They they produce high quality t-shirts and they're an ethical brand. And I made that decision to do that. And by doing that, it means the messages which I have are unhampered by the product which they're on. They're not a fast fashion. I'm worried less worried about the kind of the, the ethical ramifications. But you make that decision as a company. And other brands do it as well. You know, you as I said, you buy milk or you buy whatever and they, they want to be more ethical. So they highlight the the problems within the system. I think Innocent Smoothies do it as well. I think there's there's a few varying food brands, and food brands are probably one of the main outlets for this. Is you know especially like uh, tea and coffee companies. That's a big one which comes to mind. They want to be seen to be paying farmers enough. They want to be seen to be doing these things. And Tony Chocolate obviously it takes it one step further because it makes you 
part of the concept. It makes you part of the fight, and or it tries to in in some way. But we'll, we'll get to that. So I love that. I love that from a conceptual idea. It's basically you're doing what I've discussed before in the podcast. You're trolling the customer. You're saying to the customer, "Hey, you know, you you thought this was going to be one way, but this is another way. You know, you thought it was one way, but it was the other way." And we we. We're grasping that when you buy that. And there's a moment, I think, when the first time you buy one of their products. Um, I actually bought mine because of a YouTuber. Um, there's a YouTuber called Sorted Food, and I watched their food channel. And they recommended it as a very high-quality chocolate. And I said to myself, oh, you know, I'll try it out. And it, I think it was, you know, on offer one day. And I thought, yeah, I'll try that out. And it was delicious. It's del- it is amazing chocolate. I'm not, I can't fault that in any way, shape, or form. I cannot, you know... Is probably some of the best chocolate I've ever had. I will go on record saying that. And they should know that because they, they do know that. This is the thing. Right. Now, there's a line, right, you take as an artist. There is a line where you, you grasp when you're making a commercial piece and when you're making a non-commercial piece. So, for instance, you, you know, you, you, you do a T-shirt. You're making a commercial piece. You're, you're, you're creating something which someone is going to put onto their body. It's not something you're going to hang around the house. It's something that they want to put on their body. So you want it to send a message, but you also want to be part of life. Therefore, you're going to have to toe the line a little bit with your message, aren't you? You're going to have to just push back. Like It's like if you make a hat and you're thinking the hat needs to send a message. If the hat doesn't function as a hat... What's the point in it? No one's going to buy it. Therefore, you're not making a product. You're making an artistic piece. So are Tony's Chocolate making an artistic piece? This is the question, right? This is the question. Are Tony's Chocolate making an artistic statement with the work that they do and the products they make? Because obviously they're doing it. They're making it with their product in the sense of they're doing these bars. They're not changing it. The the chocolate industry is not really changing. And they're doing it with their advent calendar. Now, they did apologize. This is interesting as well. They apologized for the advent calendar which I thought was a bad decision. You should have just you should have just pushed it and towed the line and used the media attention. But they got a lot of negative press for it. Now, what bothers me about this is, one, that Tony Chocolate are a great brand, right? They're a great product, they're a great brand, they have a great message. And yes, the, the chocolate industry is ridiculously unethical. Um, which is, is, is all, you know, it's all good. Those are the, th- the good things about Tony's Chocolate is that they have this great product. But I feel like it falls into that category of absolutely just overshadowing and eclipsing any ethical message you have by damaging the message that you have. And I see it so often, especially with ethical brands especially with kind of marketing and things it's i think i discussed it ages ago in the way, way that you in a podcast where i said you can't tell someone to feel bad and have them feel bad you just can and it, it falls into this as well and it falls into this whole idea of what i'd call ethical bullying and ethical bullying is when you when you unpack what you're doing in aggress- such an aggressive way that no one's really want to get on board of it anyway. No one's really going to sit there and go, oh, you're yelling at me because you, you say I'm wrong. Well, that's fantastic. I'm on board. No, nobody does that. The instant reaction from anybody who's being yelled at is to go, hmm, okay, well, you know, retract myself, curl into my ball, um, either ignore you completely because I'm intimidated or rail against you because you're yelling at me. And that's not something I'm comfortable with. So 
this is an interesting one from that point of view because I mean, the, let's just break it down from from a consumer point of view. This is the the, the line which I'm trying to tread here is that from a consumer consumer point of view, right? So let's say you 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 buy a piece of chocolate, right? And this is what frustrates me about the brand is you buy a piece of chocolate, you take it home, and I think to myself, right? Okay, so I'm eating chocolate. Chocolate's a treat, therefore when I'm doing kind of like my food math in my head of what I'm going to eat and making sure, you know, I'm at least having kind of a fairly balanced diet, that I break up a bar of chocolate into equal parts. So then I'm like, all right, I got, you know, 50% is such and such calories and 50% of that is such and such calories. Now, I can't do that with a Tony's chocolate bar. It's not possible because they put their chocolate in such a format that it doesn't break evenly, which means I'd have to weigh it, which means... I'm essentially going to have to put in extra work on top of that to have it as part of my regular life. Which would be fine if you hadn't paid three times the price for it. And I feel like this is the clincher, that it falls down as a piece and it falls down as an idea and a way of having a product because you've already done the right thing by picking an ethical brand You've done the second right thing by paying a price which is reasonable for a product. And then you open it up and the product punishes you for doing all of that. <laughs> like it's, it's almost like you're asking for punishment because you're going, okay, yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm going to do the right thing. This is the chocolate I'm going to buy. I'm going to pay the correct amount. I'm going to do all this, this and this. And then you get it and it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, no, think, you, this is still, you know, you still deserve to be punished. You can't have... A, a easy to manage piece of food because you, the world is bad. It makes you hate the brand, and that's what it's doing. It's basically going, "Oh yeah, yeah." So you know, you made all the right choices. How are you going to encourage anyone to else to go buy this chocolate? You're not because you're going to get it. You'd be like, "It's delicious chocolate." However, it's an absolute nightmare to eat. So you know, maybe just get a bar of dairy milk. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, and this, this, yeah, I think the advent calendar fell into that as well. Like, I don't feel like anyone's going to buy an advent calendar from them ever again, honestly, because you you you're now in your head of I'm especially with the advent calendar, right? Because the advent calendar was based upon the lines of when you buy a product and you buy an advent calendar, you're expecting twenty four, twenty five pieces of chocolate. Now, did those people get ripped off because they'll have paid a higher price to have that advent calendar? And they'll have got all the way to the end of it and they're missing a piece. Unless it states on that package that there's only 23 pieces of chocolate in there and that would mean they legally are completely out of the running. But if they aren't, then you did. You just literally just ripped someone off, which then damages your ethical brand again. Because you can't... This is the thing I think gets me about a lot of kind of ethical brands. And, it, you know, I love ethical brands. I love things which do take these stands and say, yes, we're higher price, but here's the reason we're higher price. It's when you're you're doing it to such a scale that there's not not even reward. You're not even getting the good product, right? You're not even getting the product which you bought in the first place. If you it, like, if we go back to t-shirts, right? So let's say you know I have this t-shirt and I, I you know I price it up and say, hey, the cotton industry is hugely unethical. Therefore, this t-shirt costs you fifty pounds. Um, it's because we, we pay the farmers the majority of the money rather than keeping any of it as profit. Therefore, uh, okay, so here's your T-shirt. 
great, you know, get it home, put it on. Uh, oh, wait. Oh. Well, there's no arms in this T-shirt. Uh, it's, it's like, yes, there's no arms in that T-shirt. Because uh, the industry is still unethical. Therefore, we feel you should cut your own arms and have to put them on yourself. Now, you paid <laughs> three times to five times the price for that T-shirt. Are you going to be happy about having to put in the extra work to get that? No, you're not. You're never going to buy a T-shirt from me again. You, you're just going to absolutely throw me aside and say, well, no, it's it, it's not really a T-shirt brand. It's a concept. It's a concept brand. It's concept product. And I have no problem with concept product. Concept products is essentially what I make because I don't, you know, I've always said there's no, there's no mistakes, there's no accidents in creating a product. If you put something on a card, its intention and concept should go with that card. If you put something on a calendar, it should be a reflection of a calendar. Like the illustrations I make for my calendar aren't just my standard weekday illustrations. They're ones which are made specifically for the calendar because the whole thing is a concept in itself. But when it comes to ethical stuff, people have just jumped onto this bandwagon of, yeah, no, we're just going to abuse the customer. And I don't know if even people like that. I don't know if they want to be abused. I don't know if it makes them feel like slightly, weirdly, I don't know, I guess, masochistic to get that. I'm like, oh, yes, you know, I bought this chocolate. It's it's completely 100% ethically produced. And, oh, yes, oh, oh, oh well, I opened it. Well, you know, punish me a little bit when I, when I did. What level have we got to as a society if that's the selling point, is to be punished by the products you already made the right decision for? It just, it doesn't land. It just doesn't land. Because it it maps all over as well. Like, it, it could be that you could easily have regular tennis chocolate, which is unbalanced, and you can't cut it up into segments equally and evenly. And then you could have a pound more one, which is divided by that, and I would pay that. Right? I would pay that for the convenience of it being in the correct order, and therefore you get even more money from me because it's good chocolate. Like you can't do simple things with this brand because it's not it's just not easy to. And so it stops you buying it. Like you can't bake with it. So like, oh bake with it. Alright, so you need a fifth of a bar. Well, that's great, but I'm gonna I'm literally gonna need to knife this to make a fifth of a bar because there's no way to balance a fifth of a bar with it. It was a great, <laughs> a great jumping off point, but it really bothered me over Christmas because, yeah, a lot of people were really on board with it and really kind of against it as well. And all I could think was you, you, you're creating such damage for your brand. And I see it, see it so often. I think I, I'm most vocal about it probably on Twitter is you do get ethical brands and they mark up the price so high on these, these products, which is, you know, it's fair from one point of view, but at the same time, there's no accessibility to it either. There's no accessibility to these products. If you've got t-shirts which are $30 or 30 quid, and you're asking people pay, to pay 30 quid because it's ethical, fair enough. But if you're asking people to pay 30 quid because it's fashion, and you're using ethical to sell it, that's not ethical. That's not accessible. It frustrates me so much. One of the most common adverts I get is for jackets. And you look at the product, you think, oh, cool you know, ethically produced, I can get on board with that. It looks like a nice jacket, click on it, and it's like £200. You know, no one's paying £200 for an everyday casual jacket. 
you know nobody's nobody's paying that and there's a balance to make and it's just because they want to make such high profits and they think the the key to getting that high profit is by slapping ethical on it and of course people will pay it people with extensive amounts of money will pay it because they can wear it say hey look at my expensive jacket look at my coat it's so pricey you know it's pricey but oh also by the way i'm a very good person because i paid this high price and it's ethical you can do you can do cheap ethical is what i'm saying you can do that you can recycle you can upcycle you can buy secondhand you can buy vintage you can buy so many different ways and the same with chocolate you can buy ones which are part of plans which donate to the farmers which fix and help and resolve these issues without punishing the customer and i'm all for punishing an audience right i'm all for it i think you should punish an audience because an audience come to you and it's their choice to engage with a customer you can't trick them because you're just going to lose customers so simple like tony's chocolate one day will have to turn around and consider their, their point of view because let's say all chocolate brands become ethical let's say laws passed and the world improves and things go right are they going to turn around one day and go okay well we'll, we'll divide our we'll divide our chocolate equally or will it never meet their standards? So you're just going to continue to be punished? No. Other brands are just going to get bought. Therefore, your your message succeeded, but your product didn't. So you'll go under as a company? Where's the standpoint in that? Where's the resolution to that? Where's the longevity in that? Whereas if you're doing it as a stunt, fair enough. Great. You're doing great, amazing chocolate for what is essentially a stunt. It just doesn't make much sense to me. And it frustrates me. And I, I don't know if I'm the only one who's seeing this. That you you can't ethically bully someone. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't punish a consumer for making a correct decision. Well, you can. But I don't think you'll see much longevity to consumers coming to you for much. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, though. I'd love to get to know what you think. It is a world where we are gradually and more so thinking about products in this manner. And it's good because, you know, I've, I've grown up through the 90s and, and the 2000s and none of that really existed back then. It just didn't, it just wasn't a thing. And that makes me sound incredibly old. But the advances which have been made have been monumental. But we're at a tipping point. We're at a tipping point where brands need to make that decision of how you're going to continue your message. It's what keeps a lot of people out is how someone brings you in. You know, I'm never going to sit here and scream at you and shout at you and tell you to make bad decisions. All I do is lay out the information I have and let you make a decision. It's entirely your decision. And... I think that's much more effective than sitting down and slapping someone and saying, hey, this is bad. When it comes to things like this, you know, obviously there's exceptions to that rule, but when it comes to things like this where it is decision-based, where it's completely decision-based, they say, what's the... the, the uh, oh, there's, a, there's a phrase which is like, you, you win more flies with honey than vinegar, or win more bees with honey than vinegar. And it's true, and I'm not saying you have to schmooze them. What I'm saying is that you have to treat them like people. 
At least. Which may sound strange coming from me, but... Yeah. Say la vie. But that's my piece. That's all i got to say about <laughs> Tony's Truckalona. And if the people from Tony see this, I'd love to have you on the podcast to discuss this, because it's it's been flowing around my head for days. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.